It's sure good to be in the house of the Lord this evening and got a great crowd. Thank the Lord for everybody's come. We want to tell everybody we appreciate you. Glad you're here tonight, and especially every visitor. And uh, I'll have a scripture I'd like to read in uh, the 18th chapter of the book of Luke, uh, verses uh, 16 and 17. But before I read that, I want to mention uh, we're having a, a great uh, Bible school and tent meeting, Bible school for the younger children, tent meeting for the older youth. And it's, it's just been great. I've been able to be at some of it, and it's been such a blessing. And, and I appreciate all the people who's been working in that and doing things for the children. Folks have been teaching them and doing activities with them and uh, the ladies that's been cooking for them. And we just, it's just been a, a real special time and I appreciate it a lot. And so again, we're glad to have you if you're here tonight. And uh, uh, talking about children, this came on my heart. And uh, again, chapter 18, verse 16 in the book of Luke, Jesus said this. Suffer little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Verily, which means truly, I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child shall in no wise enter therein. And so I've encountered uh, people that uh, were, you know, kind of mixed up on that, what that said, when it said, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child shall no, no wise enter therein. That doesn't mean you have to get saved when you're uh, very young. It just means that you have to come with a childlike faith and trust Jesus to get in God's kingdom. I've seen people in their 90s come with a humble heart and pray and ask God to save them and, and get saved. They came as a little child when they came that way. So that's what Jesus was talking about. When he said, suffer little children to come to me, that word suffer, of course, means allow. Don't get in their way. Uh, let them come to me. And so thank God that we have a God that cares about all of us. Let's all stand for just a moment of prayer as we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for a prayer meeting tonight. We thank you for worship service. Uh, God, what a blessing it is to be here. God, we also thank you for our uh, tent meeting and our vacation Bible school that's going on. And God, we thank you for church camp that's getting ready to start in just a couple days. God, you have so many good things and blessings for us, and we thank you for all of them. And God, we thank you for helping us with them. God, we praise you, and we ask you these things in Jesus' name, and amen. You may be seated and turn over to Brother Taylor in the choir. Page 
19. Page 19.
thankful to be here. Uh, <laughs> All right. Good beer in the Lord's house. Everybody just looks really good tonight to me. Uh, <laughs> we'll just get right into it. Everybody stand to your feet. Anybody have an unspoken prayer request? Any spoken prayer request? request that's on the bill Everybody knows I made the list up. I got got the job of making a list for Wednesday night. And I just everybody's been doing a really great job of if they can't make it, they tell me and then I can find somebody. And I just wanted to thank them for doing such a good job of signing, being willing to lead, and they just been stepping right up. Has anybody got anything on your heart? song, a testimony.
Lord blessed me with a scripture. He actually blessed me with a thought, and I hope it's right, because I don't want to do nothing out of place. But uh, I was reading this, and uh, I kind of didn't understand it. And the Lord blessed me. I think he blessed me to understand it. Uh, it's in John 5, 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Now, when I read that, I'm thinking, he that heareth me, I mean, I know Uncle Terry preached, you know, to be a doer of the word, not just a hearer. What? Well, that, if you just read it, it sounds like you just got to hear him and you can be saved. Because you ain't going to come into combination, condemnation. You're going to be sad, talking about getting saved. And what the Lord showed me was, is to be able to hear Jesus, you're hearing him in the spirit. That's in your heart. So you got to be saved to hear him. And the Lord just blessed me and run my cup over. And I thought, wow, that was, I just hope that was right. I didn't. There were some other places that blessed me to read. But that one right there is all I wanted tonight. Anybody got a song or a testimony on your heart? Yeah. Yes. It's amazing when it comes, though, ain't it? Yeah. It's like Blaine was teaching there the other day. A lot of us got a blessing of what he taught, but what I got a blessing of was when he he said that Monday morning after he was in a good service and felt the Lord, and then Monday he would be doubting himself. And I'm thinking, yeah, Blaine, I always looked up to Blaine, and he, same as me, thinking the same way I do. Yeah, and it's, that helped me, you know, he, yeah. That's why we got to help each other, too. Because even Blaine, sometimes he needs help because he's just like us. but he can still remember stuff. I can't remember nothing. That kind of scares me. I, I learn something and I forget it. I just, I can't remember. I don't know. It's like we was talking about maybe doing uh, ordinations or I was thinking about some ordinations coming up and I was thinking, whoa, Lord, you know, if I got to sit through one of those or if I got to, what if I might have to read one of those? Then I get up there and I won't remember I, what it was. The Lord blessed me. He said, well, you got Blaine there. All you can do is ask him. <laughs> He'll pick you right up. <laughs> got each other to lean on. The Lord just blesses. I'm thankful to be here. Has anybody got anything on your heart? Song or testimony? Nobody's got anything. I'm going to turn over to my pastor. Amen. I appreciate being here. Man, we've got a good crowd. I already mentioned that, but it's worth mentioning again. I appreciate those good choir songs. and appreciate uh, Brother Neil opening up, and I love that scripture. I'm glad I did hear the word. Glad I did believe. and glad I do have everlasting life. And, uh, Boy, I'm telling you, uh, what a change it made when I trusted Jesus. If you're here tonight and you're not saved, you need to be 
thinking about when God speaks to your heart, obey him. You can purpose that in your heart. Uh, even, as you, even as you come to church, uh, you can purpose and, and you can want to obey the Lord. And when God calls you, Satan will still fight you, but you can obey the Lord. Let me ask again if anybody feels like singing tonight. If you've got a song on your heart, just follow it. Mind the Lord. You're welcome. We're not in a big hurry. If you've got something, you come on. Just Let's pray. I believe, believe our young folks is coming up. Bless my heart. I thought about that, but not. God wanted them to just come on instead of me asking.
could tell you a story where thousands were fed. He lifted the sick and raised up the dead. I could sing of the others like the blind made to see. Oh, but I'd rather tell you what happened to songs about salvation. Thank the Lord. I appreciate our young people and I appreciate those songs. Now anybody else got something on your heart? All right, I want you to be much in prayer. And uh, we've got uh, Brother John Kyle and his family with us tonight. And Brother John, as you all remember, just recently joined here, young preacher. And I've been uh, telling him that uh, when he feels like it and got something on his heart, I, I want him to preach for us. And uh, so I mentioned that to Brother John tonight, and I'm not pressuring John when he feels comfortable. And if that's tonight, I'll be happy for this. Brother John, if you've got something on your heart, we'll turn over to you. Well, uh, Brother John uh, uh, responded like uh, about all us preachers do. Uh, he said, see if somebody else has got something on their heart first. And uh, so we'll do that. When you fellas got something, if you do, come on. Room for everybody. Mind the Lord. I appreciate uh, preachers that have an humble attitude and they don't want to get in 
front of the next guy. Of course, when it comes our time, it's our time. So if it's our time, we're not getting in front of the next guy because it's our time. So we're just taking our spot when it's like that. And so anybody else got anything? I don't see any of them coming, John. Let's pray for Brother John. We appreciate him. And let's just give him our attention. And let's just really, really pray for him. Uh, this is this is kind of a tough spot. Think? <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good spot. There's a the mic if you want to use it. Hopefully I won't need that. I won't be long. I'll be honest. I really don't have a lot on my heart, but uh, I am thankful to be here. I'm thankful to be a member of this church. I really am. Um, the one thing I've learned through my short walk as a Christian is um, not all churches are equal and not all churches are churches. Um, you know, we bought a house in West Virginia and we've really been searching for a church and it's not an easy task. Um, you know, we're driving an hour and a half to get here because this is a good church. Um, and I think that's important in our life. I think the, a good church is probably the most important thing we can have besides salvation. And I'm like Terry, when I turned the corner today, I seen all these cars and it instantly put me in a good mood. And, you know, it's, it's nice to see everyone here. Um, there's definitely strength in numbers and um, meeting with God's people. And I know most of you probably don't know me because I don't know most of you guys, but um, my story is probably a little bit different than most of your guys's. I, uh, I wasn't saved at a young age and was definitely out in the world pretty hard. Um, you know, I guess I was probably, Lord, I don't even know how old it was, late, late 30s um, when I was saved and had myself in a position that wasn't very good. You know, my wife was saved from a young age and you can imagine that turmoil her living with someone that wasn't and you know and I, I'll be honest I always tell people if I didn't believe this I wouldn't be here today if I didn't believe it with everything in me I wouldn't wouldn't waste my time being here but I used to laugh and make fun of my wife and um, run run the church down I, I'll be honest with you um, just uh, definitely was not where I needed to be but I thank God he was patient with me and even even when he spoke to me and set up conviction in my heart, I, I ran for that for a while. It was a miserable time, but I had myself in a position that I didn't even know how to get out of. I had tried everything, and when I was saved that next morning, all those problems went away. And I mean, not spiritually they all went away, but physically they all went away. God handled some things in my life that there was no explanation for. Um, can't map them out on paper, can't, it just makes no sense. Um, but he fixed them. And I've told several people, when you have God do some things in your life that you can't explain, that's where faith really strengthens. Um, when there's no explanation for how something happened or, or how it went, then you know it was God. And um, I want to mention something. I, you guys asked for prayer requests, and I should have said it then, but um, we were coming home, I guess it was uh, Monday, and we broke down a ways from home, and uh, so I was working on my vehicle in the, in the parking lot of Arby's, 
Um, and I was getting in a bad mood, really bad mood. And uh, a man comes out of nowhere and stops and, and starts helping. And I'm laying under the truck, pulling a gas tank down, fuel pump went bad. And this man proceeds to tell me that he had lost his wife two years ago. And then, or I'm sorry, his son two years ago. And then just recently had lost his wife. Um, and then he started speaking to me about God. And not a doubt in my mind, God sent that man there because I was in a horrible mood and I had to just stop working and have the conversation with him under there because God made me realize what I was being irritated about wasn't worth being irritated about. This man had just lost his wife and son and was still upbeat and still praising God for his life. But remember that man because you could feel the hurt in his voice um, talking about him. As joyful as he was talking about him, you could just sense that he missed him. Um, so remember, I don't even know his name, but he, he stayed there and talked to us for several hours. Um, but remember that man. He, he definitely helped me, and if we can pray for him, that'll help him. But Terry, I just got a little thought here, and I'll go with that, and then one of you other guys can take over like you should have the first place. <laughs> um, my mind's really been focused around the Word of God lately. Um, I believe this, this book is our instructions to life. I believe everything in here, I don't believe we ever face a problem um, that this book don't line out. And I believe when we're saved, I believe God does write that law on our heart. I believe that we don't ever do wrong that God don't let us know. Um, but to strengthen our, our ability to hear that voice um, and understand that law that he's wrote on our heart is where this comes in. Um, if you really want to spend time with God and you want to learn how to understand what he's telling you, I, I believe you have to be in this word. Um, this is our communication with him. And um, not saying I've did a good job at it. There's a lot that gets me um, sidetracked in life, it seems like, anymore. But I, I do believe there's power in this word. And I'm in 2 Timothy um, chapter 3 and verse 16. Very familiar, simple type scripture, but that's just where my heart is. Um, this is uh, verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instructions, and righteousness. Um, as we look at the first um, part of that, it talks, and I like to separate that, that last word in righteousness, but the first part of that talks about what I just said, you know, it it says that this word is, is good, it's, it's our instructions. And if we think about where Paul was when he wrote that, um, you know, he was somewhere in a Roman prison, probably had went through many bad times in his life and many trials. And um, the fact that he could still write that about this word is amazing in itself. Because see, we all say that we, we're gonna stick with Christ um, through those conditions, but if we have been beaten and thrown in prison, and, and prison back then wasn't like it was today. It wasn't a, a soft bed and a pillow and three meals a day. You was probably 
um, exposed to the weather and some very rough things. So this, this wasn't a very good time in Paul's life physically. And to be this far along and, you know, not long after this, he knew his life was coming to an end. And he's still telling Timothy, everything in life's in this word. And as I was thinking about this the other day of the instructions, and we want to know how to live our life. Um, we want to know how to live marriages. We want to know how, how do we do this. And Terry, as I look at you and Linda, I, I see your faces and smiles towards each other. I can see the love. And, and I remember my wife not too long ago asking you, what's the secret to staying married um, and happy that way? And when she said that, I thought to myself, the answer is right here. Uh, to know that your wife or, or your spouse is worth more than rubies. I mean, the book tells us what a virtuous woman is and what they're worth. Um, I thank God that that book does line this out. And I mean, it, it goes as far as I've heard. I had a preacher tell me once, someone very dear to me one time, tell me that it was not unbiblical to not have church on a given time or, or a Sunday night or so, whatever it may be. And see, I disagree with that because the book tells us not to forsake the assembling of us. So if the church is open, we should assemble. So uh, there's things in this book that you have to think about. It's not all, it does not say we have to assemble on Sunday morning, but if that's when the church is open, that's when we need to assemble. Um, there again, it's, it's all in this book, what we should do. It's there, and this, this word is precious. And when you go a little bit further, um, this book will tell you how to get to heaven. This is a book that tells you life and death. I've had people say, well, I don't want to live forever. And you might not want to live forever, but you surely don't want to die forever. Um, this book will tell you salvation. It, it will tell you how to do it. Um, he told Nicodemus, and, you know, Nicodemus was uh, one of the most religious people, as we know today. I mean, a member of the Sanhedrin um, you know, under the best, the most religious, and, and he didn't, God spoke to his heart, as one of you said earlier, he, he didn't have to speak to his head, he spoke to his heart and make Nicodemus wonder if what he had was real and it wasn't. So as he asked Christ how it is, he said, ye must be born again, and that is the only way to heaven, is you must be born again. Um, I go back and I think of Nicodemus, and there's a lady um, that's very dear to me that had started going to church where I was and she had went to another church for many years a very faithful member to a church um, and as she come to listen to me one time she continued to come back and she finally she thought she was saved but she finally found salvation and she said you know I had it up here but I didn't have it down here and that's that's our hope today is, is do we have it here? Do you really want to die and go to hell? And if we believe that this word is the word of God and we believe God, which I believe probably everyone sitting here does believe that because you're here. Um, if you didn't believe there was something to this, you probably wouldn't be here today. But why is it so hard for us to come and give our heart to God? Well, if you really believe that, you have to believe what's wrote here. And it says you must be born again. To, to find salvation and that is my prayer today that if there's someone here that doesn't know God in the power of his resurrection and we use words as born again and things that are in this Bible but see there's a change uh, that takes place for, for 
some people I've seen come and they might have been emotional and they might have had a problem going on in their life but didn't find true salvation. And I'm, people has took me wrong before in saying that. And see, I'm never, ever trying to make someone doubt it. But if you can doubt it, you might not have it. But the one thing I can tell you for sure is it will make a change in your life. Um, there is no way that God can enter you and enter into you and not make a change in your life. It is impossible. I know what it, it took a drunk and made him sober in the matter of minutes. It took a foul mouth and cleaned it up. Um, it took a husband that loved his wife but wasn't a very good husband. And I'll promise you, if you ask my wife now, I'm a much better husband than what I was. See, it goes back to God is perfect in every way. And are we going to let our life change and let him make us? We're not perfect in ourselves, and we'll never be perfect. But if we can live according to him, we will be more perfect. And if we can live according to this word, um, you know, if you go get a... Uh, desk or whatever it may be and you you get these instructions out and you don't read them like me most of you set them aside you have legs heading the wrong way and and everything else if you just read the instructions you had a table like you were supposed to see if you get out into life and you don't consult this word you'll have your life all upside down sideways in every different direction but if you'll just spend some time in this word your life will go like it's supposed to. If you listen to God, you'll find the husband you're supposed to and the wife you're supposed to. Um, if you listen to God, you'll be saved when you're supposed to. Um, you know, God works in funny ways, but I look at all you young ones, and I've had someone tell me one time that they wish they had a testimony like I did, you know, that they were out there and they could speak of God making a change in their life. Don't ever wish that. Um, thank God that he saved you at a young age and you've never been out there. I've told Terry multiple times the youth group blesses me so much here. Um, to, to see these kids bond together, know they don't have to go through some of the things in life that I went through um, because I really just didn't know any better. And you end up down that path. So I thank God for my testimony. I thank him for the change in my life. But don't ever feel like if you haven't went there, you don't have a testimony because the fact that God saved you at a young age and has kept you is more of a testimony than I'll ever have. Um, so I, it's really about all I have. And um, if there's anyone here that's not saved, I, I just pray. If I did not believe here, believe with all my heart, I wouldn't be standing here today. God changed my life one day. Um, he'll change yours. And People always ask, well, how do you know if God's calling you? If you have a desire to come to this altar, if you have a desire and wondering if what someone's telling you is real, that's probably God speaking to you. Terry, come on. Well, I appreciate John. I appreciate the message. And what's true, amen. Uh, I enjoyed that. I'm... I'm glad that John followed his heart, came shared what God has laid on his heart. And let's keep praying. Uh, just as John said, and, and I really feel this way. I, I believe one of these other young preachers probably got something to share too. Uh, I share this quite a few times. I remember one service, we had four fellows preach in a row, right in a service. And uh, God was, uh, he was in all of them. And uh, I suspect that uh, one of you fellows has got something. If you do, come on. Mind the Lord. Uh, 
if you've got something on your heart, uh, come and share it. I appreciate what John did. There's, there's still room. So will you guys come ahead? Got something? be another preacher around here. I'm looking for another. All right. Well, you pray real earnest, and uh, I'll read a passage of scripture. And uh, I want to mention this. Uh, uh, Bible school and uh, uh, the youth meeting, the tent meeting has been going real good. And uh, Brother Barry talked the other night uh, from the book of Genesis and I, I probably won't preach but I, I want to share a few things and we want to have a, an invitation <clears throat> and uh, God created man and he created woman he put them in the garden in a holy state I want to just share just from my own words uh, the background of this God said uh, you know and the, the garden was wonderful and God said you can eat from the fruit of the ground the trees that's in the garden except one tree the tree of the knowledge of good and evil I'll leave that alone. And then the serpent come on. The old devil come on the scene. He beguiled Eve. And, uh, she ate from the tree that God said don't eat of. You think about that. Uh, somebody said to me once, said, uh, uh, God's got so many rules. I wonder why he made so many rules for us. Uh, Preacher Albert Smith said one time, he said, uh, uh, God didn't make a lot of rules. He said, uh, you can express them a lot of different ways. But he said, he made ten commandments. And he said, that's pretty simple. Uh, and then he, he was preaching on this. He said, but back in the garden, he said, they didn't even have Ten Commandments. They just had one. Leave the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Leave it alone. Man broke that law. So, uh, and then sin entered into the world. And so when Adam and Eve, uh, uh, when Satan came along and he beguiled Eve and she ate of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And then Adam ate of that. And uh, uh, boy, and then they realized they was naked. I remember when I realized I was a sinner. And I wanted to go somewhere and hide. Uh, but Adam and Eve, uh, they, they went and they made fig leaf aprons and tried to cover themselves. But God come walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And uh, well, let me read this. And uh, down here, I'll, I'll pick back up where the woman saw that the tree was good. This is 6 verse chapter 3. When a woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. The eyes of both them were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And Brother Barry made this point, and I've preached this point before. God didn't ask them where they was at because God didn't know. He asked them so they'd consider where they was at. Every question God ever asked in the Bible, he already knew the answer to it. But then he goes on here, and you pray real hard, and I'll be real brief. He said, I, uh, he said, I heard thy voice in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked and hid myself. And he said, this is God speaking, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, The woman that thou gavest to me, uh, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. 
And the Lord God said to the woman, what is this that's done? And the woman said, the serpent beguiled me out of thee. See, people want to lay their problems and their sins on somebody else. But uh, when the Bible uh, tells us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and there's not one among us that's done good. No, not one. The, I'm telling you what, when I was a lost boy and when the gospel reached me, it pointed to me. And so uh, tonight, uh, I'd like to... I like to get the youth group back up to sing again, and I, I, I like to make invitation. I don't know if there's anybody here tonight uh, that's lost. It feels like coming to Jesus, but boy, I appreciate uh, what John said about the Word and about getting saved and uh, the, what the Scripture said and his own experience. Well, let's all stand, and uh, if the youth group would come back and sing, and I would, I would I, I'd like to ask you tonight and like to just plead with you. If you're here and you're not saved and you need to get saved tonight, I'd like to ask you to just come and let's pray about this. Let's bow at the altar together. Let's just mind the Lord and, and do what God would have us to do. If you're here and lost, you don't have to stay lost. That's what, the, that's what John uh, told us tonight. And that's what the Word of God tells us. That's, that's what he shared with us. And boy, I appreciate that tonight. So if you're here and you'd like to get saved, and I'm going to come stand right down the front. If you're here and, and listen, there might be somebody even up here in the youth group. You can be in the youth group and still need to get saved. Uh, you can be in church and need to get saved. I've had people whose names was on the church books. They'd been baptized and, and they was uh, physically they was members of the church, but they come and got saved. That's like that woman that John shared with us about that he knew. I'm telling you what, if you're here, if you don't know you're saved by God's grace and God's speaking to your heart, you need to seek the Lord where you can find him and you can really get it and really know that you've got it. And while they sing, I'm going to come down here and stand. I want, I want everybody to pray tonight. Somebody needs to come. So obey the Lord. Don't go away lost tonight. Come. Listen. Mind the Lord. If you realize you're lost and Jesus is calling, that's just what John was preaching tonight. If you feel like the Lord's calling to you, if you feel that desire to come to the altar, you feel that longing to come, the old devil will say, not right now. The devil told me when I was a lost boy and God was calling me, the devil said, you're shy, you can't go to the altar. You'll be embarrassed. But God helped me come to the altar, and I was not embarrassed. I tell you what, we ought to be tonight. If God's calling us to come, we ought to be embarrassed if we don't come. What do you mean, preacher? Well, God gave his son to die on the cross, and Jesus died, and he rose from the dead. And he did that for us. He did that so you don't have to be a sinner anymore. Let me ask you this tonight. If you're here tonight and you know you're lost, or I might even go a step farther. If you're here tonight and you're not sure you're saved, would you come pray with me? I'd like to pray with you tonight. Would you just come? Let's just pray. Do whatever you feel like when you get through praying. If you want to go back to your seat, you can. That's up to you, no problem. Come on now. Come on. Everybody obey the Lord. Please come. Please come. I believe God's calling somebody tonight.
Would you come? Please come. Right now, right here. Come on. Come on. Amen. Boy, I appreciate that youth group. Obey the Lord. Obey tonight. If you're here you're a little shy about coming, just ask God to help you. I remember as a lost boy, I felt like God was calling me, and I first said, I can't do it. Then I knew I needed to, and I said, oh, God, help me. God, help me. God, help me take that first step. And when I took that first step, God helped me make every step all the way to the altar. And when I trusted Jesus, God save my soul. God save my soul. I'm, I'm so glad. That's the best thing ever happened to me. Obey the Lord. Please obey the Lord. Yeah. Obey the Lord. Nothing without you, Lord. Amen. Good singing. With heads bowed and eyes closed just a minute, I want you to listen real careful. If you're here and you're worried about your soul condition as you stand before God, I'm not going to put you on the spot or embarrass you or anything. But if you're here and you're worried about your soul condition as you stand before God, would you just lift your hand up just a little bit? Just lift your hand up saying by that, pray for me. I won't point you out to people, but I'll say there was a hand raised. Well, I can, I can feel somebody feeling like they need to raise their hand. That might be odd to put it that way, but I, I feel that way. I would to God tonight that you just recognize where you're at and lift your hand. I don't, I don't see a hand raised, but open up your eyes, raise your heads, open up your eyes. I'm going to ask for another song, and uh, I want to extend the invitation again. If you're here and lost... And you need to come. I'm going to ask you to come. Uh, church, let's, let's obey the Lord. Let's do everything that God wants us to do. A lost person, if you're here, even if you'd like somebody to help you, if you'll reach out to some Christian that you've got confidence in. Uh, I've known people say, reach out and say, will you go to Alder with me? And, uh, of course, they would. Uh, I believe anybody here saved that's living for the Lord would come to Alder with you if you're a lost person. You don't have to have them, but if you want them to come, that's okay. If that'll help you, that's wonderful. If you're out of fellowship with God and you need to come, come. If you're here and you need to join this church, come. Let's obey the Lord on every aspect of everything that God wants us to do tonight. I believe there's some folks here that need to uh, do some things. And I believe tonight that uh, I believe there's some people here that can get saved. And, uh, and I believe there's people uh, probably could rededicate and, and maybe people could join. If God's got it on your heart, you do that. Obey the Lord. And they're uh, getting another song ready here. I'm going to come back down and stand in the front again. But please obey the Lord. Please do what God wants you to do tonight. Let Brother God Terry. be happy. Brother Terry? Yeah. I, I, I want to, last night I, I apologized to the youth group and, yeah. and the kids. And I just want to apologize to the church. 
Amen. I really haven't been where I need to be. And Bless him, Lord. Cooper preached last Sunday about being in your spot and being yeah. in the right spot, and I just haven't been in that spot. Amen. Bless him, Lord. I've hurt myself, and I've hurt some other people of not getting in that spot. Bless your heart. I just don't want to go to church camp with a big burden. And last yeah. Night, John was talking, or just a little bit ago, John was talking about that feeling, and yeah. last night I thought I was going to puke or do something, and it was God <laughs> chastising me and saying, you've got to get this off your chest. You can't do it. It's that feeling, it's that chastisement that you know deep down inside. I'm saved, but I'm not doing what I need to do. And that Bless him, Lord. smaller and smaller, and yeah. I just need to get back in. And after I told everything, it was just yeah. like the weight lifted off me. And I can see that light brighter. And I just, I just want to be where I need to be, and I just apologize to everyone. Amen. I, I, I appreciate both Chris last night. I appreciate him again tonight. Both times when he's moved and confessed like he did, well, I could feel that. And, and sometimes we as God's children that are saved, sometimes we need to do that. And uh, whatever God gives you to do, do that. Obey the Lord. Please come. Would you come? Come on. If you need to come to the altar and you're shy about coming, you just raise your hand, look at me. I'll come to you and we'll walk together. Please obey the Lord. Would you feel like that? Obey the Lord. Do that. Please come. Please come. Obey the Lord. Listen to that song. Boy, God's sure calling somebody tonight. Would you come? Would you be willing to come and just ask Jesus to save your soul tonight? Please do that. If God's stirring your heart and you're needing to come, do that. Obey the Lord. If you need to rededicate your life, do that. If you need to join church, do that. Boy, praise God. We can do whatever God wants us to with his help. Would you come? Please come. 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 Come, let's pray. Yeah, Lord. Amen. Listen. Please obey the Lord. Help us, God. Help us, God. Help them to come, Lord. Please obey him. Yeah, Lord. Listen. Okay. Pray for Neil. Boy, I appreciate him coming. Pray for him, church. I appreciate him. Thank God for him. Thank God for him. While we're praying for him, while they're singing, I believe there's more need to come. Would you come? How about others that feel like coming? Come. Please come. Obey the Lord. Obey the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Good thing. Say what's on your heart. I just uh, I felt like coming up and praying. I, That's good. Dad, one time, he, I remember he prayed over there. He said, I just want to get a little closer. Yeah, man. And Lord, give me an opportunity to get a little closer. And he's let me preach, let me read and study. And uh, I just want to get 
whatever I got to get out of the way so I can be as close as I can, so I can do exactly what he wants me to do. So I just wanted to be a want to be an example for what the Lord can do for somebody. And um, I'm just thankful for what this church can do and thankful for what the Lord can do. Amen. And um, boy, I just the, the Lord is what the, what we need tonight. And um, that's what I had to get when I was a little boy. And um, yeah. I just want to get out of the way as this yeah. natural world and just let the Lord shine through my life and uh, be an example to people because it's not me that does anything. It's the Lord. And you think, boy, a preacher had to come up and pray. That's right. That's Preacher's right. got to pray. Hey, we got to apologize to the Lord every day. And uh, if I got to do it in front of the church, I know this church loves me. And um, I just want to do everything the Lord gives me to do. So I appreciate being here. I love this church. Amen. Let's give him some applause. Amen. Well, I appreciate Neil. Uh, the thing about preachers is they just people like everybody else. And uh, I appreciate Neil and I appreciate how he's moved. And, Boy, it just touched my heart. And I appreciate the youth group, how you've moved and how you've sung. Uh, I guess that's as far as I feel like going. That's about all I've got on my heart. So, I'm thankful for this church and for this group of kids. I'm so proud of them and so proud of the way that they come to church and the way they sing to the Lord. Um, I've really enjoyed the little bits of Vacation Bible School I got to see this week. Um, I was here on Monday, and I'm so thankful for Barry and all that he did, and Heather and all that everybody helped to do. Um, Bible School is really special to me. Well, I was saved when I was nine years old, and it was after Bible School. Um, during Bible School, I had a ton of questions, and I was always that kid that would interrupt the teacher and ask a whole bunch of stuff, um, and I made it hard. I felt like I made it hard for the teacher, and sometimes I think I did it on purpose. We had to memorize Bible verses for the program at the end of Bible school, and I just couldn't get mine. And I had a teacher who spent a whole lot of the Bible school time helping me learn a verse, and I still know that verse. And I still know that God loves me, and he saved me a couple months after Bible school. And I'm so thankful for my salvation and the change that he made in my life. If you're not saved today, I hope that God moves in you. I hope that you answer him and that you take him in your heart. Amen. Appreciate that. on your heart. I appreciate this service. Appreciate John standing. Appreciate the singing. Appreciate the testifying. I appreciate the Lord. Appreciate the Neil moving like he did. Uh, just, I, I thought I was done, but probably need at least one more verse of song. Can y'all do that? Let's, let's really pray. I, I believe somebody so much uh, needs to come tonight. And uh, I thought I was through, but I, I don't want to quit before the Lord says through. And it kind of stirred my impression. If you're here tonight, and you're not where you need to be with the Lord in any capacity. Whatever God's wanting you to do, uh, please do that. If you're lost, especially, come let's pray about it. We're not here to pick on you. We're not going to ask you what kind of sins you've committed. Uh, we're not going to look down on you in any way. Uh, but if you're here and lost, we'd like to pray with you and help you look up to the Lord. Obey him tonight. Yeah, let me say this, then you sing. You know, Adam and Eve messed up real bad. 
but what Jesus Christ did when he came and died on the cross and rose from the dead, he more than fixed what Adam and Eve tore up. Praise God for what I have in my soul through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. I want you to think about this with me. I mean, we say this, but I want you to think about it and focus on it and know it's real. Jesus Christ died for you. If you'd have been the only sinner, or if I would have been the only sinner, Jesus Christ would still died. Because even though he died for everybody, he died for us individually. So you think about this. The Son of God came all the way from heaven, suffered all manner of things, and died for you, and rose from the dead, and he lives, and you can live in him if you'll just come. Come and let's pray. loves you he loves you so much we can't explain it I can't would you just appreciate that love enough to come and seek him as your savior of your soul knocking at your heart. The door's really open. Just come in. And if you're here and you're saved and you haven't been living for Jesus, what are you missing out on? Come get in. Enjoy life. Feel the Lord. Help somebody. Obey the Master. Don't let life pass you by and be on the outside. Good song. I appreciate that.
Amen. Amen. Thank the Lord. Appreciate that testimony. Somebody else, follow your heart. Say or do whatever God's give you. Boy, I appreciate that testimony. Anyone else? Good singing, good testifying. Amen. Well, that's right, Neil. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That's good. Yeah, buddy. Amen. That's a great, like you said, that's a great benefit. Amen. Appreciate that testimony. Somebody else? Sister Karen's request. Very heartfelt, special requests. Let's help her take those to the Lord. Someone else. good. Amen. Appreciate that. Someone else. Appreciate that. Appreciate the far you're talking about. Somebody else? Got something on your heart. Well, let me make this little announcement. Uh, of course, everybody knows uh, church camp starting Friday. And uh, we got... Uh, a lot of donated uh, Pepsi products and water and uh, just cases and cases of them out there in the foyer. And uh, I've got uh, some in the back of my truck that was uh, donated. And uh, if uh, when service is over, uh, 
probably a good idea if somebody could get the church van, which will be taking a lot of stuff down there, get the church van, maybe pull it up under the, uh, up there uh, by the door. Uh, and uh, while there's a bunch of people here, folks could help uh, load that church van with those uh, uh, pop and water products. That'd be a, be a good help uh, so it didn't leave uh, people in a jam on Friday. So if people could do that, that'd be great. Anything else? Right, right. Amen. When we asked for balloons, we got balloons. And, uh, boy, it, it amazed me. Once right. Had everything blowed up. Right. Out there, it was beautiful, and the kids just loved it. Amen. Thanks Yeah, it's great. I appreciate what Barry said, recognizing people, and uh, Barry himself, and so many others that did so much, uh, worked and contributed and donated. It's just been it's just been amazing. Anything else? Right. Okay. 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 In case you didn't hear, Linda said we got coolers and roasters, and she's going to go back and kind of uh, help direct that from the kitchen area. Anything else? Sure, thank the Lord for the service tonight. They might be wanting to sing another song. If they do, that's, that's sort of fine. Not in a hurry. I thought you might be looking for another song to sing. <laughs> I sure, I sure didn't want to. I sure didn't want to have a dismissal when you're getting ready to sing a song. All right. Well, okay. I got you. Okay, anything else? <laughs> oh, anything else? Okay. Okay. Amen. Amen. I appreciate our church and I appreciate the prayers that go into these kids and we just really need your prayers this weekend. That's what's on my heart. Okay. Uh, that's a great impression. Sister Karen wants the, the youth group to come around, get around the altar and church together and around and, and pray uh, for them and with them. And let me say this. Uh, even and especially if we have some lost people in the youth group and even if we've got some uh, young people or whatever age you are back here uh, that's lost, uh, if you're willing to come when the whole youth group bows in the altar to pray, we want you to come with them. We'd like for you to bow with them, and uh, maybe that would be a help to you. But uh, if the youth group would like to come on down and do that, uh, and then uh, we'll let the church come and gather around wherever you want to. And uh, just everybody pray and mind the Lord. And if anybody wants to say or do something before we pray, you feel welcome. It's just obedience to the Lord.
Anything else? I'm going to ask Brother Cooper to lead us in prayer. Yeah, definitely with 